Welcome into the Inside the NFL Prospects podcast series. I'm Jack Borowski, joined here alongside my co-host, Brian Sternberg. In this episode, we are fortunate to have on Alex Forsen. Alex is a starting center for the Oregon Ducks, is one of the top returning players on a very talented offensive line, anchoring it down. Alex, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Yeah, appreciate you guys for having me. It's an honor to get on here. Of course, excited to have you on. One of the best uh, returning centers in all of college football. When you you looked at things this past season, obviously wasn't a, a full season, a, a lot of moving pieces, but you got to start every contest at center, position you hadn't played before. So reflecting on uh, the, the overall season, how do you think it went and what have you been working on this offseason to take your game to that next level? Yeah, it was, uh, you know, I'm just glad we got to have uh, seven games in this year. That was, we didn't have any canceled due to COVID issues with our team. So that was, that was nice to have, uh, have those games in when we honestly didn't, didn't think we were going to have a season there for, for a little while. Um, but yeah, so I think looking back on, on last year, uh, you know, going in a new position is never easy. And our coaches always preach, uh, position flexibility, um, and the ability to play pretty much everything. So when I first came in, I was, I was in 2017, I was playing tackle guard and center pretty much wherever I was like needed. Cause you got, I mean, you got to be able to play, play wherever, um, just to, just to try to get on the field. Um, and then I, I played mainly guard and, uh, tackle for the 2018 and 19 seasons. Um, and then going into this, this past year, my coaches, I want to try at center. Um, I think it'd be pretty good at it. And then, you know, kind of worked at it. Didn't get really a spring ball last year. We got like four practices in and then everything got shut down. Um, so I think that kind of hurt us a little bit, especially as a new offensive line. You don't want to be going into a season with just, you know, one one fall camp um, under your belt just to kind of get that chemistry. That's, that's pretty tough. But, you know, we, we kind of made it work. Um, shuffled guys around a lot, especially during – Fall camp, like I said, the position flexibility. So I was playing to start fall camp. I was playing tackle guard and center, and they just rotate us and kind of figure out which was the best the best five you could put on the field uh, at one time. And you know, I ended up settling in about like five or six practices in. We kind of had a our first line a little settled in, um, and my coach was like, I just want you to play center now. Um, so that was you know that was that was good. I'm I'm, I'm happy I made the switch to a center. It was a definitely a tough position but there's a lot of a lot of nuances to it and a lot of uh you know little things that you got to be you got to become a great a great leader and a vocal leader um or else you're just not going to be able to play it so i think that was a that was definitely the hardest thing was becoming more more vocal on the line but you know i think just through watching countless hours of film and you know gaining confidence and i've known the offense here for for a long time um but especially getting a new offensive coordinator it's there's definitely a lot of moving parts to it um I think looking back on the season, I thought the six guys that all started and played just, you know, we, we played our butts off every, every game and uh, we rarely had communication errors. And I think that was, that was the big thing we were looking for because five new guys, it's, you know, it's oftentimes tough to, uh, you know, make things work uh, with not a lot of chemistry, but I think you could feel as the, as the year went on, we, you know, we, we got a lot more chemistry um, going for us. And I think heading into the next year in spring ball, um, we just got to keep on building on that. But I think it was, a, you know, it was a fun year. And 
um, everybody got some nice accolades, but we were, we were looking for, for a little bit more wins than we, uh, than we got. Alex, you just mentioned that you played guard, also tackle and now playing at the center position. What do you think that says about you being able to switch positions so easily and not be, uh, faced by anything? Yeah. You know, I think it's, you know, it's definitely tough coming in and them kind of, cause I have a, I mean, I'm long enough, I think where I could play tackle and i also i mean i can play i can play guard and center so it's kind of it's kind of hard at first um but i think it it it's kind of a trial by fire thing and you really it, it forces you to know what everybody's doing on every play so you, you're gonna I, I know what everybody's call is i know what they're supposed to be running um the combo calls and who they're supposed to be going to from like a holistic a holistic view um so i think that's that's it really helped me it was hard and it was kind of tough in the moment i was like shoot you know i think i'm other guys are just playing one position and you know i'm I'm not really getting great or good at one position i'm just kind of working at all of them so it was kind of hard to for me at first being like well guys are getting better at one position and i'm kind of just slowly progressing at at all of these um but i think there's definitely similarities um with each position so i think it was it, it's nice to be able to play every single one because i understand what everybody's doing on on every play we saw this offensive line back in 2019, 2020 season have a, a tremendous amount of success. We, we know Suell and then the four seniors, it's kind of hard to beat that. But you had four guys going off to the next level, really five actually with the, the six total. So what were your initial, uh, what was your initial idea of, all right, this is where I think I'm going to play or all right, this is where I could see this offense line shaping up. And then at what point did, did your coach come to you and tell you, hey, we want you to play center? And what were your initial reactions to that? Yeah, so I think he kind of he kind of mentioned it towards the end of the 2019 season. He's like, you know, coming up, we're going to lose pretty much six, start well, five, and then Panay uh, opted out of this season um, to go to the NFL. He's a fan, obviously the, the best offensive lineman I've seen in college, um, and the best I've, I think that you're probably going to see, um, for a very, very long time. But, uh, our coach was just like, you know, we're going to lose these guys. Um, and I was thinking, okay, I'm just going to play guard. Um, and he was like, you know, I, I kind of want to see you at center. Um, just try you out there and see what you do. And I, I hadn't played center since like my freshman year. Um, you know, there's a lot of things to center. There's calling it. I, I never had an issue with knowing what front or what the defense is running. I never, that was never really a, an issue for me in practice. Um, but I'm not going to, obviously we weren't getting a ton of game reps. We were getting, we were getting in, in the, uh, the later, the, the quote unquote garbage time. Um, but those, I thought those were valuable reps because, you know, you can never replicate game reps, um, really in practice. Uh, I mean, I guess you, you can, but it's nothing's really like the game. Um, and so I think, I think it was, for me, it was like 2019 bowl prep, um, for the Rose Bowl. You, that's the bowl prep is great. Cause you, you got a lot of, usually you got a lot of time this year. We only had two weeks, but usually you got like a whole month, um, or half a month at least. And it's a great time for the coaches to kind of, uh, evaluate the younger guys and, you know, figure out what they're going to do to fill those positions. And so he, came up to me he's like hey i want to start trying to get center um you know i, I know you can call the front and and all this stuff and it was a matter of just snapping the ball and being able to play fast um and i think that was obviously a really 
that's that's not an easy thing to do is to be able to you know be under all that pressure and snap the ball and get it get everybody on the same page um so i think that was definitely the biggest the biggest learning curve is you know putting it all together um and then i really didn't know even going into fall camp if i was going to be playing center or guard um i knew i probably wasn't going to be playing tackle but you, you never know um and then i think probably practice four or five he's like yeah we're gonna we're gonna just keep you at center um we think you're like that's that's your best position um to be successful so and then from then on i was like okay let's let's do this and fully committed to playing the position and you know it, it really helped uh, on our uh on our ipads that they give us um for film stuff it they, they upload every nfl game there is and every college game there is so i think while we were in fall camp teams were already on like their first second third fourth games so i got to watch some centers around the country um and i really watched the alabama center um landon dickerson i watched him play the game i thought he i think he's a he's a great a great center a great offensive lineman and so one of my coaches uh one of our gas is telling me i should watch him um so i went and watched a lot of his film you kind of pick up on stuff and watching the guy in front of me uh last year jake hansen uh you know he's a fantastic player watching how they approach the game and, you know, how they go about um, playing the games um, and the way they play. It's really, you kind of pick up on stuff and taking a lot of notes. Um, so I think after I fully committed myself to just, okay, I'm going to play center. I'm going to try to be the best I can. And I'm going to watch guys who are getting all these accolades and getting noticed for, for how hard they're playing. Um, so I think that was, that was definitely the biggest thing. Alex, looking back at last season, you kind of got a glimpse at what this team is capable of doing over the next couple of years. In your opinion, what do you feel this Oregon football team has to do next season to compete for a Pac-12 championship and win it again? Yeah, we just, I mean, the whole thing is execution. We we tried to kind of take a step back after losing to Oregon State, and we're, you know, that's, that's a great football team, too. There's Anybody can beat anybody in the Pac-12 um, and across the country in college football, so... You know, we kind of took a step back and we were trying to evaluate what we, you know, all these things we did. Oh, is it this? Is it that? And we kind of just came down to it's just, it's just executing um, what we do in practice. And that, that always carries over to the game. So, you know, I think the biggest thing is executing in practice um, and elevating players' abilities to, you know, call each other out, not in a negative way, but just saying, hey, we need more. Or, hey, like, let's do this instead of this, um, whether it be from a front standpoint, a call standpoint, any, anything that is combo blocks, whatever it is from an offensive line perspective. But I think the, the biggest thing is, you know, executing it at a high level consistently um, because a lot of people can execute, you know, fit like really, really well on one or two plays, but you need to do it for 60, 70, 80 plays a game um, to be successful because it just takes one mess up uh, in an inopportune um, time or situation to, uh, you know, kind of have the, have the game turn not in our uh, favor. Alex, this Oregon team last year, you go win the Rose Bowl. You have a quarterback in Justin Herbert, who's the ro- offensive rookie of the year. As we, we touched on a little bit, lose a lot of starters, but center quarterback, you, you're new to the position. Tyler then comes in. He's younger too, very little experience as well. And, and the rest of this offensive line and you guys look like a cohesive unit from day one, which we don't really see because offensive line is so much about communication. 
What do you think allowed you guys as a, a six-man group to have so much success uh, um, so early on in the season that, that led you to ha- have the year that you guys did after losing a lot of veterans? Yeah, I think, uh, well, Tyler, Tyler's actually my roommate. Tyler, me, and uh, Ryan Walk, our right guard. We're all roommates, so we're all really close regardless off the field. And I think the the ability, like we, we've kind of developed together. Tyler came in in the 2018 spring ball, and we were all with the twos then. And we were with the twos in 2019. So you get you get a full year, year and a half experience until the, until the next uh, season when everybody left. Um, so you get that experience in with each other. And even though it's maybe not game reps, you're still getting experience with each other, you know, making calls. Um, and I think the biggest thing for Tyler and I was the, he really has a great understanding of protections and stuff. And he, he loves learning about asking me about protections, which guys, if we're in a five man protection, which guys can we take and which guy is going to be free if they bring six or if they bring seven, any, any, any number of game plan things. We'll, we talk about that um, while we're not at the facility, while we're not in practice, He'll hit me up. Hey, what, what would we do on this? What, what's going to be your call here? And just making sure all of our bases are covered. And I think just especially with protection wise, uh, I'm I'm making the call. But if Tyler sees something, if the quarterback sees something, he he's going to call it out to me. And he's got ultimate he's got ultimate control. He uh, like I can call whatever, but if he if he sees something, he says no, go over there or go that way, slide the protection that way. Then I got to listen to him. And I have full trust in him because because of how much we communicate off the field um, in regards to all that stuff. So you just it's really a, a trust thing, especially with the the other uh, five offensive linemen that that are on the field. It's a uh, you know it's a big thing because we we were all with the twos uh, for a little while. We developed and then getting with the ones. It was like okay, it's the same, pretty much the same crew, um, other than TJ who came in last spring. Um, so it's it's pretty much the same guys I'd been working with. Um, so I thought that was, that's, that was like a really, uh, not an easy transition, but almost a seamless transition from going from the one or from the twos to the ones. Um, and then, you know, translating that to the, the game. Alex, like Jack just mentioned players like Justin Herber, Shane Lemieux have gone through this Oregon football program and are now succeeding at the next level. Yeah. Um, looking at where they have gotten to, uh, now, how has that motivated you at all? Yeah, it's uh you know, it's a, it's a big motivating factor. Cause you, you know, you, you're with these guys. I'm, I'm pretty close to Justin and Shane, Shane's like my, he's like my older brother. Um, we're, we're really close and we, we talk pretty much daily, play video games together, talk about ball and everything. And so, you know, it's, it, it's nice to have, have, see your friends succeed, see your teammates succeed. Um, especially at the, at the level that they're doing it. Um, and, you know, just success leads, our coaches always say success leads clues for you. Um, and so I think just watching those guys and how they approach the game every single day, how they approach practice, um, especially because that's, we always say practice execution becomes game reality. That's kind of the saying we have, especially in the offensive line room, just watching how those guys approach practice and translate it to the game. It's, you know, it's, it's something special and you can, you can see why they're, we're so successful in the league um, just because, you know, how serious they take it and uh, how, how serious they take their preparation going into every practice and every game. So I think that's, that's definitely a, a big thing that I've learned from them. Um, and Justin, you know, offensive rookie of the year uh, was definitely 
definitely had some some critics coming out of the going into draft day, but I think I think everybody in the Oregon football organization um, knew that he was far and away the best quarterback in the country and definitely going to be successful in the NFL. Um, so I think it's it's cool to see guys that were maybe doubted or undervalued and you know they're kind of succeeding and uh, you know silencing silencing the critics. Alex, I'm gonna take things back. You tell us a little bit about your high school career, what that was like, the whole recruiting process, because you know, high schooler, and then you got something else because you're dealing with being one of the top players in the country. And, and what went into the decision to stay um, and play for the Oregon Ducks? Yeah, you know, I I never, I mean, I did. I growing up, I played basketball and football. I think basketball was honestly just it was tied for which which sport I liked more. I think it's important that you have kids not just focus on one sport because I played basketball, football, lacrosse, I played baseball, I played I played all those sports. And I think once I got to high school I was like, okay, now I just need to focus on basketball and football. And we had a uh I don't know if you guys know Peyton Pritchard. He plays for the Celtics. He just got drafted last year. Uh, we had we had a bunch of guys that are playing in college and then playing overseas or in the league. So I was on freshman freshman basketball and then JV basketball. And there was no way I was going to make varsity because our our team won four state championships in a row. I was like, you know what? I don't know if I don't know if I should be focusing on basketball. I'm just going to focus on football. And we same situation. My sophomore year, we lost. Or going into my sophomore year of football, we lost uh, ten out of eleven starters on offense and nine out of eleven starters on defense. So I was like, okay, there's a lot of opportunity there. Um, so you know, I just kind of went all in on on playing football and you know bulked up a lot from freshman to sophomore year, um, and then didn't 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 really get recruited a whole lot my after my sophomore year, um, but we made it to the quarterfinals and then. My junior year, uh, we had a really we had a lot of talent. We had a bunch of guys go D one. We had Elijah Molden who plays who played defensive back at University of Washington. He's going to the draft this year. Um, he was our running back and deep and uh, corner. We had a lot of guys that are a guy that's gonna our quarterback is gonna get drafted from baseball. We had a lot of talent on the team, and so it wasn't just about me getting recruited. I was more focused on you know winning a state title, and we got there my junior year, and then. After your junior season is when you mainly get recruited, um, and you know I wasn't. I put together a tape, and I was like, you know, I think it was a pretty good tape, but not a lot of guys out of the state of Oregon um, get recruited a whole lot because you know the competition here isn't isn't fantastic in in Oregon high school football. Um, but nonetheless, guys guys still get recruited, but it's it's not as not as often. Um, and so I was, I was expecting a little bit of like some D1, like FCS offers. Um, and then I kept on, I even got kind of left on red and I was DMing these, these coaches from these FCS schools, you know, just trying to get my first offer and they didn't really reply, reply to me. So I was kind of a little bit of self-doubt going on there. And then all of a sudden I got an offer from uh, Colorado State was my first offer. And then it kind of just snowballed from there. Uh, within like a month, I had like five or six offers and I got a Pac-12 offer, and then I was really just wanting the Oregon offer because I was—I grew up just a huge fan of the Ducks, um, and ended up getting that one. And I was like, you know, I—I just—I this is the only school I want to go to. I don't, I don't really care any other schools that offer me. And but my mom was like, you know, I think you should just respect these other schools. You know, maybe take a few visits and just to make sure 
so I kind of enjoyed the recruiting process a little bit and then eventually just committed to Oregon because I knew that was that was where I wanted to be ultimately. Alex, going back to that decision to choose Oregon, you know, Oregon, great football program, great school academically. How do you think choosing Oregon is going to set you for success, not only on the football field, but also for life after football? Yeah, no, Oregon's a, it's a great school. Um, a lot of my friends are going here too. So that was definitely a, a deciding factor. Um, but I think, I think the biggest thing is the ultimate, the ultimate goal in college football is, you know, getting that degree because you're, you're getting it paid for um, if you're on scholarship. And so that's, that's, that's a big deal. That's, that's, that's a lot of money that you can save your family um, or you if you're paying for college. And it's the biggest thing is the degree. Um, so I think for me, I just, I just really wanted to go on there and, you know, make an impact in academics too. Um, and they have a really, they have a fantastic journalism program. And so I'm about to graduate from the journalism program this spring um, with a major in advertising. Uh, so that's, that's definitely the biggest thing. And then if, uh, if I can use these, we got an extra year for the, the COVID year this year. Um, so if we can, if I can use that extra year, I'm definitely going to try to get my master's and, you know, kind of squeeze as much as I can um, out of my experience here. Being you, you grew up a, a, a big Oregon fan, you know, you, you redshirted your, your freshman year, got, got to experience it. But what was the feeling like suiting up for your first home game and being out on the field and playing? What was that experience like for you? That was that was crazy. My my first year redshirting, I I still remember every single detail. But I remember we played Southern Utah, and I was suiting up and ran out of the tunnel, and you know, packed pretty much packed Austin stands, um, even though we were playing Southern Utah, and you know, it was it was it was awesome experience. And then the the next week um, was a crazy one. That was against Nebraska, and I I didn't play either any of these games my freshman year. But I think that's when it kind of hit me. Um, cause you know, packed Austin stadium, there's not, there's nothing like it and big time college football. You're going to, you're going to get all these fans and, and everything screaming and yelling and just hearing the, hearing the crowd as we ran out, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is, this is real. And, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty crazy. And I've had quite a few of those moments, even in the games where I didn't play like the, uh, the Rose bowl last year, I had one of those moments. I think the, uh, Fiesta Bowl this year, I you know running out on that field, and that was the one game where our families could be there, and so I think that was that was special for me because I was uh, my mom's first time being able to see me play in person. Um, so that was that was really really awesome for me, and especially it to be in a you know a New Year's Six bowl game and a, and a highly touted bowl game against a a great a great Iowa State team. Um, I think that was that's when it kind of really hit me. I was like, holy crap, this is this is like what I dreamed of as a kid um so you just you really got to cherish it because you know it goes by so fast because it feels like my, my freshman here was just yesterday but now here i am it's uh just finished my redshirt junior season so it's definitely goes by quick so it's uh you know it's, it's good to enjoy it alex being on this oregon football team going up against the front three Kayvon, jordan and austin three great defensive football players how did they help your development just going up against them in practice and, and in uh, scrimmages? Yeah, they, I mean, they, they're, they're really, 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 really talented individuals. Um, you know, I didn't, 
I didn't go up against Kayvon as much because I wasn't playing tackle. Um, but obviously he's he's a freak. He's probably going to be a top five draft pick next next season if if he decides to leave. I don't know what his his plans are. Um, but you know Jordan and Austin going against them um, for the past past few years they've they've really helped my development. You know Jordan's a, he he's the one I've gone against most because um, he played nose tackle for us. So he. He's obviously a, a large, large human being, really, really strong. Um, and, you know, I think he, he helped my development a lot more than, more than anybody, honestly, just going against him every day. and You know, kind of communicating with him, just asking him if I got beat on a rep, I'd be like, hey, what, why, like, how did you beat me on a rep? What did I do? Was I leaning? Did I, you know, was, were my steps off? Like, what what was it? I think he was he was really good about that, and I think we just got got each other um, got each other better. But I think I think he got me he got me ready to play. Um, so I can't I can't thank him enough uh, for that. And going against Austin a lot when he was because uh, he's like our, our three tech um, and I was a guard. You know, going against him a lot. He's he's a different he's a different animal because he's I mean he's all of three hundred and five pounds and you know he's he's really fast and got got some quick twitch to him. So he's he was a he was a different dude to go against um, and not like you you see a lot um, in college football. So I think those two just just helped me more than anything. Alex, you've talked a lot about the what you're seeing offensively, watching film of even guys like Landon Dickerson and, and Jake from last year. How much film are, are you watching in a week? How has that changed over the, the course of your career? And, and what ways ha- have you gotten better at just breaking down film, understanding defensive tendencies, what you need to do offensively? Just take us through your, your film studying habits and how they progressed. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think when I, when I, I've always been a big film watching guy. Cause I just, I, I just think preparation is like the biggest component and, you know, not being prepared is, is just the worst, the worst feeling there is. And so I think, I think in high school, I would even, I mean, high school I'd watch like per night, I'd probably watch two to two and a half hours of film after practice, just, just at their other games. And like, it, the person didn't even have to be good. I just, in my head, I would just hype them up. Like they're going to, they're an all American, you know, and like I said, we weren't playing the best competition, but I think just, you know, mentally preparing for, for the best competition. Um, I think that kind of carried over to college and I, I don't think there's such thing as watching too much film. Um, but I definitely, I definitely walk, walk that line a little bit. Um, but I think there's, you know, watching players, I think that's watching players that, you know, are obviously better than you. Um, and above you, like in, in age and stuff and getting ready when they're getting ready for the draft, you know, you kind of see the players that, that guys are, are talking about and, you know, you can kind of key in on them and, you know, watch their past games and pick up a lot of stuff. And I think it's, you know, it's, it's awesome to do. Um, Cause I, I, I think this season, I, all the seasons I've, I've watched film, like just, I was like, prepare like you're a starter. And that's, that's what I even tell the the young guys that are coming in. Um, I know a lot of freshmen last year were asking me what what should they do because they're not used to they weren't used to you know not being starters. And I was like just just prepare like you are a starter because that's once once you are then it'll just be natural for you. So I think I mean I I love watching our practices when I get home like my habits during the week. Um, I'll get home and then I'll watch practice for about an hour. And then I try to, after that, I'll get my schoolwork done. And then we, we have night meetings and then I'll go in like an hour early. 
uh, watch some more film on, on the opponent and, and summer practice that day. And then in meetings, we'll watch film. And then when I get home, I'll usually watch a game or two of the opponent we're facing. Um, and then I'll watch like just for my personal benefit, I'll just watch, uh, like another guy around the country, another NFL team. Um, I watched a, a good amount of Ryan Kelly film who plays for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, he played for coach Cristobal at Alabama in 2013, I think 2012, 13, I think is when he coached him. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure those, those dates are somewhat correct, but I watched him. Um, I watched Landon Dickinson. I watched Jake Hansen. Uh, I watched guys that, you know, I think I have like, I, I like their play style where I feel like I can, they do stuff that I can try to, emulate um in practice and in the games and then i just kind of repeat that um pretty much throughout the week i think the biggest thing that i made the jump on this year um with watching film is you know it's one thing i mentioned just watching a game or two but uh that may not sound like a lot but i think really just you know watching situational football and how they're how the how the guys are going to play when they know it's a pass when it's like third and long um whether it's first and ten whatever it is how they're going to play certain blocks and kind of go through the game plan and be like, okay, we're running these plays. They line up in this front and I'm working a combo with the guard here. So how is this guy going to play this? Am I going to need to wrench him over? Am I going to need to post him up so the guard can hit his hip or whatever, whatever it may be. Um, and so I think that's the biggest thing I, I kind of made a jump on this year was, you know, watching film with a more of a, a purpose. Um, I think especially that just comes with, you know, going into games knowing I was starting just, figuring out what guys are going to be doing on, on each play. And then it, once you get to the game, you can kind of, I mean, you don't want to think about it, but it just becomes naturally. Like, okay. I know this guy's probably going to cross my face because when he lines up in a no shade, he does that a lot or whatever, whatever it may be. And Alex relationships are so important. Strong relationships, not only on the field, but also off the field. Are there certain activities you guys would like to do when you guys are not playing football? Oh yeah, we uh I mean normally in a in a normal year we'd have a bunch of team events and stuff and team chemistry building events. Um we we went and played paintball and coach Cristobal was great with, you know, being a players coach and understanding that the team needs chemistry just out, outside of football. So he'd set up events where you know we'd go to the mountain for a day, um and go sledding and stuff and we go paintballing, we go to a movie, but obviously right now it's not safe to do that. Um but I think we really shifted to like a lot of virtual stuff. So I'll, I'll come home and if I don't have any homework, any class, uh, me and my teammates will just hop on, hop on call of duty. We all got the, the PS fives from the PlayStation bowl. So there's no excuse for a teammate not to be on. Uh, no, I'm kidding. But they, uh, he like, we'll, we'll play together, uh, with everybody. I think that's, that's honestly a great chemistry. Cause you get a, you get to hang out outside of football. And even though it's not in person, you're still, having fun and, you know, competing in, uh, in video games. So I think that's, uh, that's definitely what we've been doing a lot, a lot lately because of, because of COVID. So I think that's been a, a nice, a nice alternative. Alex, uh, this Oregon football team, tr- tremendous amount of talent, but is there a offensive guy and defensive guy not getting the, the attention or, or, or media attention that they deserve that you think should definitely be on our radars next year for the 2022 NFL draft or, or just being a breakout candidate? Yeah, I think, uh, I think Ryan walk, our right guard, you know, he's, he's been 
probably my best friend since since I've got here. Uh, we came in the same class and both alignment. Um, you know, he's he started out as a walk on from from Eugene. He literally lives like a minute and a half away from Austin. You know, he he grew up dreaming to play here, and you know, kind of uh, you know, uh, bet, not beg the coaches, but he was always calling their phones. You know, seeing if they had a walk on spot, and he he got one in our, our class and. You know, he's, he's worked his way into being a, a fantastic, fantastic player. And, uh, you know, like I said, he's he's my roommate, too. Um, but he's he's a great player. He plays a great technique. He he, he pushes all everybody. He, we, we love to compete with each other in, in literally everything. Um, so I think we've made each other a lot better just being competitive uh, against each other and, and with each other. And I, I think he's he's a great player. He was. He was first team All Pac-12 voted by the media this year. Um, you know, he got he got some good accolades, and I think he's a, he's a very very overlooked uh, player on this football team. And I think if if you asked anybody else, uh, they they would say the same person for offense. Um, and then defensively, uh, I think probably uh, Popo Popo Amavai. He's uh, number 50 for us. He, he had a great year in 2019, 2020. Uh, you know, he, he didn't play the first, the first few games um, due to like contact tracing stuff, but he, he came back in um, and did his thing for the last, the last few games. And I think, I think next year he's, he's going to have a, definitely going to have a breakout year and just going to going against him in practice. He's, he's as good as anybody I've, I've gone against uh, just from personal personal experience. I think he's he's one of the best guys in the Pac-12 for sure um, from a defensive line perspective. Um, and obviously, you got Noah, Noah Sewell too. He was a freshman last year. He's Panay's brother. He's he's making a name for for himself, and he's he's a he's a freak all around. Alex, hypothetical question: If he could be trained by one player currently in the NFL or someone who's retired, who would it be and why? Honestly, I'd probably say I really like the way Ryan Kelly plays for uh, Indianapolis, the center, um, who I talked about earlier, who I watch his film. I think he's a great player. Um, you know, I'd love to talk to him and, you know, if I could be trained by him, he does a lot of, a lot of great stuff. And I think we have a similar body type. I think he's a, he's a pretty tall center and pretty long. And I think sometimes, I mean, centers, they, they, a lot of them are kind of a little bit, predominantly shorter um with shorter arms and stuff but pretty fast and he's an athletic guy and he's he's big and he's got long arms and i think that's that's kind of uh what my strengths are so i think i think learning from him and how to how to play the position while being a little bit longer um and taller i think that would be a he'd be a great guy to be uh, mentored by Definitely a great choice. And Alex, for our last question, for any rising high school football player, what's the best piece of advice you could give to them? Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a good one, too. You know, I think definitely just, you know, take it all in, enjoy enjoy every moment of whether it be workouts, um, you know, practice, games. I know sometimes it's hard to see in practice and in workouts and stuff because those can get pretty pretty exhausting and pretty tough. Um, cause you got, you're going to, you're going to do a lot more workouts and, and practice than you're ever going to do in a game. So I think that's, that's the biggest part. And people don't, people don't really recognize that, that that's the practice is just as important in the, uh, as the game. Cause what you do in practice is what you're going to do in the game. And I think 
just cherishing every moment that you have um, in college football because I, I still think even even my roommates now we've we've made so many memories and sometimes it's just through a a random like really hard running session we had during uh, during off season workouts like holy crap that was that was really tough um, and, you know I think just making those memories with people um, through the through the hard stuff that you do there's there's really nothing like college football it's it's definitely going to be the the hardest thing you you probably do in your life and it's it's definitely the most memorable and it, it goes by way too fast and sooner enough you're going to be a senior and you know I'm, I'm fortunate enough that i didn't i don't really i don't have any regrets of how i approached uh, my time here and so i think just enjoying every single moment that was alex Forsyth, starting center for the oregon ducks we appreciate all your time and insight and wishing you best of luck in the upcoming season Perfect. Thank you so much for having me on.